0: Finally, that day came when she had to establish her own domain, but over his dominion, she had no reign. So one set out in pursuit of a higher fate and joined with two to form the third triumvirate. Journeys of departure branching into the unknown, but on these mics, this triad has found its home. In one accord, three she's offer you their counsel. Raise your frequencies to the Empress High Council. Great day, queens and
1: kings, and welcome to the Empress High Council. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and share button. Great day, royal family. Welcome, queens and kings, and thank you for tuning in to the Empress High Council. This is the alchemist, Coming to you in the frequency to transmute your social and financial currency into financial abundance. Don't forget to follow us at Try Empress on IG and Twitter. Welcome to episode four, family. Our roundtable talks are going to be on the impact, setting the foundation. But first, let me set the table. We're going to focus on collective tools. Collective tools are tools we use to get to the next level which keeps you organized, in tune, and up to date with your industry. For example, your calendar, continuing education, workshops, and webinars, which all come together collectively, adding knowledge and experience in whatever you are working in. We're gonna talk about the importance of setting up systems and structures for your success, time management, yoga and meditation, how to rebuild and renew yourself from within and find your inner peace, vision, and how to manifest in addition to tapping into resources. What is the impact of collective tools, first and foremost? With collective tools, your impact will dynamically support your rapid success. Without collective tools, it just may be your demise. What are some of the collective tools that you have utilized to support your growth and success and keep you on track with your goals?
2: What I have done was taken a few webinars I've taken a lot of workshops to keep me in tune with what's going on in the industry as far as the new ideas and algorithms that's out there for marketing for different agencies and personal small businesses. It also helps me to stay organized and up to date with competition.
0: This is Jazz Aphrodite coming to you from the Empress High Council on the Frequencies of Love, Music and Numbers. Let me just say, Royal Family, I am blessed to have a life coach. Shout out to the lovely Wendy Petties, and that's P-E-T-T-I-E-S. She used three tools to get me focused and structured. The first was the SMART goal setting sheet. And SMART stands for specific, what is the goal? M is measurable, metrics I'm using to measure my goal. A is attainable or achievable, what I need to achieve or accomplish the goal. R is relevancy, why the goal is important, T is time bound, how long it will take to accomplish the goal. Then we used a weekly check-in to see what I accomplished for the week, what I attracted to myself, my aha moment, what was still pending, meaning what I didn't get done, my reflection, what would have made my week better, my challenge, what I was struggling with versus my lesson, what I was learning from the process of struggling, and what decisions I made or unmade, and then my four top priorities for the week coming up. And the last tool that she used with me was the reflection wheel. And I really love the reflection wheel. And what it is, is a circle that looks like a bullseye, and it goes from the number one to 10, and one is in the inner core of the circle, 10 on the outer diameter of the circle, and it gauged the eight facets of my life to see which parts were balanced and which were unbalanced. And the areas are health, spirituality, friendships and sisterhood, sex and pleasure, family, money, career, and of course, love. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: love, ladies, love. What, what you said, that was unbalanced for you
0: or balanced? At that time, my love was unbalanced, girl. It ain't unbalanced, it ain't no, more.
1: unbalanced no more. no <laughs> more. You guys missed out. You guys missed out. For the kings that are listening, you guys just missed out. For me, the collective tool that I used was also a life coach. But I had my life coach early on that instilled in me a foundation that I was able to utilize and that I am able to utilize going forward for the rest of my life. So life coaches are extremely important, especially in this process where you are moving from doing something of the norm, the average and ordinary, something that everybody else does, to moving into your own inner peace, your own inner passion, and your own inner abundance that will actually show up externally. So next we're gonna talk about setting up systems and structures. It took me about two years to set up my system and my structure. I began to have amazing ideas, success in partnerships, and exposure to millionaires through multi-level marketing companies. If I may make a suggestion, if you lack structure, need personal development, don't really understand how business work, I suggest that you find an MLM, one that is not going to break the bank, ladies and gentlemen, something under one or $200 to join. I think it's a great opportunity and provides a structure that reward is based on your own efforts and trying to build your own wealth through structured meetings, sales, recruitment, support, and personal development as long as you're growing professionally and personally. If you're involved in an organization and you're not growing, it is time to get a new organization. What type of systems and structures did you have set up? You just hit the ground running. You had it all planned out, Jackie.
0: I just hit the ground running. I was working with my life coach and my plan was to write my book and. We use the tools that I had mentioned to really structure the day. But I wanted to talk about folks who are not structured because we can give you so much advice about what to do if you are, but coming from a place where you are not, first, let's identify the root. Why aren't you structured? In episode three, we started the conversation about karmic lessons. And if you find that you are not a person who is good at setting structures or organizing, you may have a four karmic lesson. Meaning that you are missing the letters D, M, or T in the Chaldean method or DMV in the Pythagorean. And a four karmic lesson means you feel confusion about your life's direction. You'll have to establish a methodical and disciplined approach. You need to create a foundation for your life or otherwise you'll feel lost and tossed about by change. Another thing I wanted to draw your attention to is that you may be a four life path. Meaning that if you add the reduced birth month to the reduced birth date and the reduced birth year, if that number equals four, that is your life path number. And many people confuse your life path number with who they are in the world. And remember who you are is your birthday number, but your life path is what you have to learn over the full course of your life. So let's take the birthday 1111, for example. And let's use the year 1971. So if I were to add the 11, and technically I can't reduce the 11 because 11 is a master number. So 11 stays as 11. So I'll add 11 for the month of November to 11 for the day. And then 1971 is 9. So add the 22 to 9, I get 31. And 3 plus 1 is 4. So that is a 4 life path. And that person will have to learn how to create structures. As far as setting up structures, I wanted to talk about having what we call best and stress numbers in numerology. And this is important because our birth dates indicates a best number or a series of three and some stress numbers. So let's use the example November 11th again, 11-11. And your best numbers translate into best months, best days of the week, and best dates in the month. So the best numbers for November 11th are the 2, the 7, and the 6. This means that this person should plan all important meetings and events that they are in control of on the second, the sixth, or the seventh of the month, and all the dates that equal a two, seven, or a six, like the 11th, the 15th, the 16th, the 20th, the 24th, and so on. The days of the week that would be best for the 11 birthday would be Monday and Friday. On the other side, the stress or cautionary numbers for the eleven-eleven 11 birthday are the nine, eight, and four, because these numbers are in direct opposition to the two, seven, and six. And those dates are all those dates that equal the 4th, the 8th, and the ninth. So the stress days would be the Sunday, the Tuesday, and the Saturday. I would caution this individual to avoid planning any meetings about business or money on a day that's a Tuesday or on the 4th or the 8th or the ninth. And if someone else plans a meeting on those days, they should know to remain calm and composed.
1: Wow. Well... Jazz Aphrodite did my calendar. So, guys, my calendar is done for from now all the way until October of next year. I suggest
0: that you get your calendar done. What's your website again? Jazz J-A-Z-A-F-R-O-D-I-T-E.com.
1: I would definitely reach out to Jazz Aphrodite to get my calendar done. I have a calendar, and on my calendar, I make sure on my days that are not so good, I wrote in red pen, shut up, keep your mouth shut. Not keep quiet, not keep calm or anything. Just shut up, keep your mouth shut. Because I'm a woman of a certain young age, and what's on my mind comes
2: out of my mouth now. (laughs) So after doing my calendar, I had got arrested. And we didn't realize why I got arrested until she did my whole calendar. And I was like, wow, so you're right. I did not keep my mouth shut. But when it came to
1: time management for me and structuring my day, like I said in an earlier episode, I was pretty much ahead of my time by retiring myself at age 38, under 40. People thought I was just out of my mind, except for one of my really good friends, a dear sister girlfriend in Atlanta, Donna Hogan. She was like, girl, do you? She advised me that she did the same thing. She took all of her money out of every place that she could find it and relocated to Atlanta, had her a custom five-bedroom, five-bathroom home built, and pursued her dream of being a realtor at the age of 36. She worked for a Fortune 500 company in New York since she was 19. Now she's one of the most successful, well-respected agents in Atlanta. I was not really good at setting up any structure. However, I was great at getting things done because I worked outside the normal structure of everybody doing this whole nine to five things. So people like, well, how do you have this license? How did you accomplish this? And how did you accomplish that? When everybody is sleeping, I'm up at three, four o'clock in the morning doing what I need to do. And I'm back in bed by nine. So my structure was a bit different, but I do want to thank Donna. And I just want to give her a little plug in here and thank Donna for being a sister girlfriend. Uh, She's one of the most uh, well-respected agents in Atlanta. All the structures that I had pretty much was just taking my dog to the doggy park, traveling to different locations and just registering my dog in (laughs) all these fancy schmancy poodle schools. My friends were working. They didn't call and check in on me. They didn't invite me out anywhere and they didn't encourage me to go back to work. So Donna was that one true support. But then again, we did have the same life coach as well. So there was some synergy in our personality, as well as a foundational teaching. Another area that we're going to talk to you guys about is about yoga and meditation. So let me tell you about my little yoga and meditation story first. I just started meditating. However, I'm not really good at it. I do better in a manifestation state. I've written a foolproof seven-step life manifestation cycle. I've done it with about five of my clients, and the results are amazingly unbelievable. I'll release that at a later episode, as well as a particular store or site that we may sponsor or support. But back to my little story about meditating. I just knew that I was going to start meditating. I have this extra room in my house. So I cleaned it out, put this carpet down, did all this work, got my candles, everything. I was getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning because now I wanted to be a part of that life. You know, I wanted to be a part of that life where people get up and go meditate. I sit on the floor in the center of the room. I start out by sitting up. You know, some of the things that you see people do when they meditate. I started by sitting up. Then I started with a little ohm. Then I had my legs crossed. And then I said, you know what, let me just lay down on the floor for a minute. So I laid down on the floor and it felt really, really good, right? So I'm laying there. It felt really good. I started seeing all this blue light. And it was absolutely wonderful. And then I heard, I woke (laughs) myself. Fell asleep because you laid down. I actually fell asleep. I was like, who's that snoring? It was me. So I'm not really good at meditating. I think I got there when I saw the blue light. However, I have never been able to duplicate that again. What do you do for
0: for meditation and, and yoga or stuff like that? So when I wake up in the morning, I do a chakra meditation for 20 minutes and the chakras are energy points on the body. There are more than seven, but I focus on the seven main points. And just to give you a brief overview, the seven are the root and that's the red located at the base of the spine and that's for survival. The sacral is the orange chakra and that is your lower abdomen or your reproductive area and that's for creativity the solar plexus is the yellow chakra and that's at your navel center that's for personal power the heart is green and that's for love the throat is blue and that's for communication and speaking your truth the third is the indigo and that's your third eye for insight and the last one is the crown, and that can be either clear or purple, and that's for enlightenment or angelic downloads. When my chakras are in alignment, I feel a tingling sensation in my vagina now, and that sounds really weird. That's when they're in alignment? In alignment. Wow, I need to get my chakras in I need alignment, You Let me get your girl. chakras in alignment, yes, girl. Yes. And it's different, it is not the same as the jumping sensation we feel when we're aroused. So let's differentiate the feelings. But before I was tuned within my body, my first reaction would be to get my bullet and get to masturbating. But now I know it's a creative energy waiting to be harnessed. So I channel that into writing and music. When my chakras are out of alignment, for instance, I'll take the throat chakra, I'll indulge in gossip when it's excessively charged, or I'll have a hard time communicating my truth when it's blocked or depleted. Then I read my Osho Zen reading for the day. And for those of you who are wondering, Osho was an Indian mystic. I speak with my ancestors and lay out my intention for the day. I go to yoga class one day a week and I do a simple basic yoga or restorative. I'm no longer into the power yoga classes, but I do sit-ups and planks every morning then I get to work. I can easily work a 12-hour day depending on what I'm working on with a one-hour break, but I do take at least one day a week to do absolutely nothing.
1: I co-sign on the one day a week absolutely nothing because a lot of folks think that if I'm not working, if I'm not out there doing anything, other people tend to make you feel bad for taking time out for yourself, the nerve, the nerve! Another area we want to talk to you about is the impact without tools. In hindsight, personally, without tools and structure, I began just to fade. I wasn't doing anything productive. I had friends who would come by and stay for three days at a time with me. I had a large one-bedroom apartment in a pre-war building at the time. And it just became a hangout spot throughout the week, as well as a kind of like a speakeasy after-hours spot on the weekends where people knew that they can come by for a good meal, clean place to stay, a drink, and maybe a movie, and not spend a dime. I actually funded all that. And if they needed to sleep over, there was the couch. I did that for about two years. Could you imagine how much money and time I wasted I could have been doing something extremely productive. However, like I said before, there's a healing period once you leave the job jail, operating as a business, or just over broke. They give you enough to keep you coming back and not enough to leave for good. And everyone's healing period is different. For me, it was two years before I started getting involved with something extremely productive. We did do some traveling together, Jackie, during that time. We went to Africa. Yep, South Africa. We went to South Africa. We saw Table Mountain, stayed in Tuba We stayed in a vineyard. I also took some time and went to Paris and actually
0: traveled to Paris with another friend. So I play, and playfulness is fine. I'm happy that you mentioned the playfulness because playfulness comes up a lot in my daily Osho Zen reading. What playfulness conveys is, life is rarely as serious as we believe it to be. And when we recognize this fact, it responds by giving us more opportunities to play. The moment we start seeing life as non-serious, all the burdens of our hearts disappear, all the fear of death, of life, of love, everything disappears. One starts living with a very light weight or almost no weight. So weightless one becomes, one can fly in the open sky. Zen has dropped out of the serious world. It has created a world of its own, which is very playful, full of laughter, where even great masters behave like children. You know, I really did feel like that during that time. And that was the right feeling to have. Especially with all the champagne
1: I was drinking. (laughs) Guys, I really hope that you guys get to have that feeling too. That is a wonderful, wonderful place to be.
2: For me, the impact that I had with our tools was I had a client ask me about a marketing jargon that I was not familiar with. And when I went on Google to figure out what it was, I realized that it was a common term, but a new jargon for that term. And I realized that I needed to stay abreast and start tapping into the different tools to
0: keep me up to date in the industry. So it was a little embarrassing. If you're at the state where you don't know what to do and how to start structuring your time, meditation can help with that. And the key to meditating is to still your mind. And that is the hardest part. To meditate, I usually sit lotus style with my legs crossed on my bed or on some pillows against the wall. Close your eyes and retreat inward. Do not fall asleep. Some people keep their eyes open and train their sight on a fixed point in the room. And as you meditate, your thoughts will be streaming through like sound waves of this podcast. And the key is to allow them to pass. Don't entertain them. Don't engage them. And most importantly, don't judge them. The minute you do any of these three, you've lost focus. So just allow them to pass. And eventually, after time, you'll hear silence. And as the alchemist mentioned, you can see a white light, a blue or a purple light, The purple light can be your crown activating, or it can be St. Germain's violet flame, which is a form of spiritual protection that deflects or transmutes negative energies. The blue light could be your third eye. But in that silence will come the answers that you need to take your next step. Wow. I saw the blue light one time. I was sleeping, and I remember
1: I called you that morning. I was actually sleeping, and... In my dream state, in my sleep, there was a eye that was on the middle of, in between my eyes, like from my nose up halfway up my forehead. It wasn't turned the way our eyes are, it was turned the other direction. Vertically. It was vertically. Mm. And it opened up and it was like, it was purple. It was like a purple light. I opened it, it was like a purple light. That was actually earlier this year. Wow, that is deep. Yes, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. And that's when you said, that was your third eye chakra open up. I was like, yeah, I got a third eye chakra (laughs) y'all. Another area we want to talk about, guys, is tapping into resources and perhaps maybe some free workshops. If you do not have any structure in your life and you're still looking for that thing that you want to do and trying to find your passion or your purpose. And so now you start going to all these free workshops. I went to a lot of free workshops Seminars for real estate, stock market investments, and having the investment knowledge in the background that I have, a lot of those seminars, guys, are blowing smoke up people's hineys. Now, remember, I said a lot. I did not say all. I don't want those people coming after me. I said a lot, not all. Half of the folks presenting on the investment pieces are not even registered with FINRA. And so what is FINRA? FINRA is the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. So you can go to FINRA, F as in Frank, I-N is in Nancy, R-A dot org and click on broker check and put the name of the person in there. It's just that easy. You can go to Google.com, put FINRA in there, or you can type in broker check and you can put the name of the person right there while you're in the seminar on your phone. Guys, use your phone for good. Do your due diligence on these presenters at these workshops before you give them your thousands of dollars. And make sure you have realistic financial expectations. No one get rich overnight. Make sure you also have a serious commitment to what you're going to put your money on or in front of or behind. I want to talk about the unlearn and refocus. A lot of folks say, if it's not broke, don't Don't fix it." it. Exactly. My saying is, if it's not broke, break it and rebuild it better. Here's how you know. You need to unlearn some habits and refocus. I'm going to make five statements. I want the audience of the royal family to listen in, and let's see if you can complete these statements. Fair enough? Fair enough. Money is the root of all? Evil. Whoa. Money don't grow on? Trees. Mm, More money, more? Problems. Wow. Money doesn't bring? You joy. Yeah, joy, happiness, absolutely. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Now, where did you learn that from? Those are cliches that we hear in our everyday lives being repeated. Exactly. Those universal cliches shape our thought process. There is a universal law to making things happen in your life. Your inner vibration must match your external vibration in order for you to be able to manifest what you want prosperity, abundance, health, etc. In another episode, we're going to break down those factors that go against what you've learned and go against you achieving your goals and dreams and manifesting what you want in life. So guys, hit the like, subscribe, and share button. We're going to leave you with our one statement. Don't Don't take take swimming swimming lessons lessons from from drowning drowning people. people.